And now, it's Pop Culture Shock with Ben Jamin and Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture Shock. I am your host, Ben Jamin, with my lovely co-host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Hollywood. How you doing, Hollywood? Great. It's a great day to watch a movie or a TV show. (laughs) Yes, it is. And today... This episode is all about Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, making me hungry. (laughs) I want some bacon. Love the bacon. You can have bacon with anything, I tell you what. (laughs) Um, Food-wise and uh, obviously in the movies, uh, he's everywhere. He's... Um, and that's why there's a game called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which I actually do own the board game. I don't yes. know. Have we played it with you and your I, husband or not? I think a long time ago we did. I, like, I think we did. a while ago. Nobody yeah. wants to play with me. I, you know, <laughs> nobody likes to play with me that game. Um, so it's hard to find people to play with. But I, I do love some of Kevin Bacon films. Uh, it, he's kind of a hit or miss in some of yeah. his films. Um, but. Uh, when he's the main star, I mean, it, I guess it depends. Because, like, Footloose, you know, that's kind of his breakout role. And But when he's the main star, it's kind of – some of the times the movies are like, eh. But when he's, like, one of, like, the supporting actors uh, in an ensemble piece, that's usually where he shines. He really is an ensemble actor. Like, when it comes to some of the best movies that he's been in, it's because he is part of – a number of other actors that are all like bringing their best and like he's just making he's just rounding out the team of great acting i totally agree with you um okay so let's uh first off i just wanted to mention um don't forget you guys can find us on uh our facebook page pop culture shock um also you can follow us on instagram um, but let's take a little break uh and let's listen to byron brubaker's awesome book Uh, that you can find on Amazon. And then we will come back and we will talk about Kevin Bacon. Be a time traveler. Travel from gravity to a trip to the moon and everywhere in between. Create your own adventure. Reading each movie review. Start at the end or at the beginning. From George Millier's classic silent A trip to the moon. Will you choose Jason and the Argonauts, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? It's a mad, 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 mad world. Blazing saddles. Or will you choose to jump to Avatar, Dances with Wolves, Stagecoach, The Poseidon Adventure. Read about movies. Watch movies. Enjoy your own adventure. 100 plus years of movies. Musings of a Flickster Super Reviewer by Byron Brubaker on Amazon now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pop Culture Shop. This is season two, episode two. It's Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Our last episode was all about romantic love movies because it was around Valentine's Day. And so we got to talk about some of our favorite rom-coms. That was our season two, episode one. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time here, uh, we do have about six to eight episodes, I think, in our season one that you can go back mm-hmm. and check out on Spotify, Apple, uh, Anchor, or Anchor uh, FM, or Google. Um, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find those as well. Uh, but today, 
Um, first off, before we get to Kevin Bacon, I just wanted to say if you guys go on our Pop Culture Shop Facebook page, right now, we started it around Valentine's Day. It's the Pop Culture Shop Movie Love Song Tournament. This is 64 songs, some of the best love songs that have come from the movies. Uh, we've already got some winners from uh, round one so far. Holly, listen to this lineup. We have Somewhere Out There from American Tale. Uh, we have She's Like the Wind She's by Patrick like Swayze from Dirty Dancing. Oh, <laughs> I, I love that song. Don't You Forget About Me from Don't The Breakfast you Club. Forget, forget About me. me. I Just Called to Say I Love You. I Just Called <laughs> to Say I Love You from The Woman in Red. Uh, mm-hmm. And then our Next round, we had Lady in Red from Krista Berg. That was from Working Girl. Hungry Eyes from Dirty Dancing. Another one, Dirty Dancing Another one. Another one. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, hopelessly devoted to you, but from Greece. <laughs> and then from When Harry Met Sally, we have Harry Connick Jr. It had to be you so oh, far. Oh, of course. <laughs> so far. Right now, you can still vote. Uh, the voting right now is just ending um, for our third third. um round here i believe we have a close race between purple rain uh by prince against take my breath away from top gun Uh and then we have we have i've had the time of my life from dirty dancing killing arthur's (laughs) theme best that you can do from arthur (laughs) killing that one that wasn't even a contest then we had the glory of love from peter satara karate kid part two (laughs) that one beats barbara streisand evergreen from a star is born Really? Yeah. And then I only have eyes for you uh, from American Graffiti. I believe beat Spandau Ballet. True from Sixteen Candles. So uh-huh. that was the matchups that we just had. Uh, matchups coming up now here in a little bit that you guys can vote on. Starting right after this podcast, you can vote. We're gonna have uh, it might be you from Tootsie versus Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now from Mannequin, and then you're the one that I want. From Greece, that is actually taking on Almost Paradise from Footloose, which we just uh, just watched here. You know how hard it is not to break out into all these. Songs? I know. I just want to <laughs> just do a karaoke episode, <laughs> right? And then the other ones are The Rose by Bette Midler versus The Power of Love, Huey Lewis from Back to the Future, and then How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees from Saturday Night Fever. Versus Endless Love by Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. So that is our next group. Be sure to check out our Pop Culture Shock Movie Love Song Tournament. Uh, It'll be going throughout probably March and April as well. And we will find out what is the the best movie love song. What is the best movie love song? What is? (laughs) You know, my right now, I think it could come down to I've had a time of my life from Dirty Dancing. But then you also have like, I will always love you uh, Mm -hmm. from from the bodyguard but by Whitney Houston. So you never know. It could be, you know, it could be anything. People are voting. Yeah, the more people we have to vote, the 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 more it's up to chance. We never know. Yes, yes. So, um, all right, let's dive into Kevin Bacon. So, um, Miss 
Hollywood. What do you have for us? I would like to, first of all, talk about the history of this phrase, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So it's something that you and I probably, and people our age have heard about more than say younger people, um, but, or people older than us, you know, I think it's really a, a lot about our generation and kind of like we were coming of age with a lot of Kevin Bacon movies. And, um, and so it's easy to kind of just make those connections kind of at a glance for us. And a little bit of the history is actually it was 1994 and Kevin Bacon was, discussing one of the films he had just been in and he just made an offhanded remark saying he had worked with everybody in Hollywood or someone who's worked (laughs) with with them like at some point he had been in so many different bit roles or or you know been working with you know several noteworthy and uh celebrities and and things that a group of students, uh, college students at Fulbright College, I guess. I've, hmm. I've never, I'm not familiar never with Fulbright College, but four students uh, at the time actually decided to kind of give that a, uh, give it a go and see um, if they could connect six, it, within six degrees, connect bacon to anybody else who has been in a Hollywood film. Hmm. So the way that it works is... Let me, I, I've got this description here to help make it a little clear, more clear for anyone who doesn't understand the concept of the Bacon number. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tell me more. So the computation of a Bacon number is for actor X and what is the shortest path applied to their, their co-star network within Kevin Bacon's network. So Kevin Bacon himself is Bacon number zero. Of course. (laughs) Those actors who have worked with Kevin directly have a Bacon number of one One. because they have a one connection, almost kind of like LinkedIn where you're like a first or a second or a third uh, connection to people, but it's all going back to Kevin Bacon. So the lowest number of Bacon is the closest you've worked one-on-one with Kevin Bacon. So for example let's see who do we have here um give me somebody try me try me okay okay elvis Whoa. presley and kevin bacon oh wow that is a really hard okay, one to so even imagine i would right? say was it viva las vegas or something with ann margaret no no okay. so so the blue hawaii what is what do you got Okay, so Elvis Presley was in the movie called Change of Habit in 1969 with the actor Edward Asner. Oh, Ed Asner. Okay. Ed Asner. And then Ed Asner was actually in JFK in 1991 with Kevin Bacon. Who wasn't in JFK? Who wasn't in that film? Right? So Elvis to Ed Asner to Kevin Bacon. (laughs) So therefore, Asner has a Bacon number of one. And Elvis Presley, who never even appeared in the film with Bacon, has a Bacon number of two. So he's connected within two rounds to Kevin Bacon. Like, it's just so funny that, like, you could think of the most obscure celebrity and they've possibly got a pretty close number to Kevin Bacon, and especially within six. So it's a fun game to play. I know that you and I have played it in the past, like you yes, said. I love and, it. Um, and uh, people who are real big movie fans um, are the only ones who are real nerds about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really like, you know, if, if you're not a movie geek, film geek, 
people are like, I don't even understand what you're talking about. But it's a really fun way to like kind of think about just how many um how easily you've worked with within, you know, the group of, you know, the industry and how tight knit it is and how you don't want to, you don't want to, it's kind of nepotism and all of that. You know, of course, a lot of people who already work together, like to work with the same people and that kind of stuff. But, but it also shows just how small the world is. Like it is, you know, a small world by the time when you get to people who have a number of five or six, there are people who have probably been on episodes of TV shows that happen to have a cameo of Kevin Bacon, maybe mm. it would actually have a pretty high number. You know what I mean? Or yeah. someone who's just been in one uh, TV show with someone who's been in a movie with him. And, you know, so it's, it's just such a fun concept. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool because he has been in a lot of films that has a lot of stars whether it was JFK or A Few Good Men or Mystic River or Sleepers. Um, and such a range of... Apollo 13. Of ages of celebrities that he's worked with, of other actors, and, like, really at the highest levels of, you know, Academy-type films that are constantly getting awards, Golden Globes and um, the Oscars and such. So, Well, awesome. Thank you for yeah. that. Uh, thank you. you threw me off with Elvis there. I thought you were going to give I me know. something <laughs> a little bit more modern. But uh, Well, I just think that's fun. It's a really, that's just a really fun example that's on the Wikipedia page about him. And I just like to, to just throw out how obscure another name could be and not even connected to Kevin at all and come back to him is really cool. And one last note about actually the six degrees. So a few years ago, Kevin Bacon himself actually took um, this idea and um, he has a website, um, sixdegrees.org, and hmm. uh, that actually connects you to different causes and nonprofits um, and kind of taking that idea and the fun sort of things that you're interested in and connecting you. Um, so he found a way to really take this idea and use it for good. And so you got to love someone who can use their celebrity status to really, um, you know, make the world a better place. Yeah, because so the way you sound, it kind of starts out uh, almost as like a joke. Then it turns into like a game. And then, you know, yeah. and, then, and then he even uses it for charity stuff. And so that's really cool how it all turned around. Exactly. Uh, so that's awesome. Well, thank you, Hollywood, for that little bit of tid <laughs> of information. <laughs> Tidbits from Hollywood. All right. So let's dive in. Um let, we'll just basically do our backwards countdown, three to one. It could be your all-time favorite Kevin Bacon films, or it could just be the ones that you got to watch and review in the in these past two weeks. Uh, if you want to talk about those, and yeah, then I think... and then we can mention up more later in our pop five. So whatever you want to do, sure. Hollywood. Well, I, I could just start with just sort of listing out. So um, you and I talked when we were talking about this idea, we were going to do the binge box, which is a really cool concept that the library offers right now. Um, instead of trying to go to all the different streaming sites, yes. and try to look on Netflix and, um, <laughs> you know, it's a pain in the butt. 
and HBO Max. And oh my gosh, there's so many different streaming sites to try to search for some of these movies as we're like coming up with our ideas that, um, that it's really neat that the library has, um, uh, DVD box sets basically that they, um, put together in these different categories. So they had a six degrees of Kevin Bacon, six discs of a binge box. And the movies that were included in this binge box were Footloose, Tremors, Mystic River, A Few Good Men, Sleepers, and Taking Chance. Um, And so I went back and I watched all of these movies with the exception of Mystic River, because I've already seen that once and I really wasn't interested in seeing it again. Okay. And, um, and yeah, so I really enjoyed kind of going back and if not for watching Kevin Bacon, but to go back and see all the different people that were in these movies. Yeah. Like 20 years ago. Right. Right. (laughs) And, and just the stars of yesteryear because it's kind of it you know it's nostalgic for for me to kind of go back and be like oh brad pitt you know because he was in sleepers with right. you know, and tom cruise and um and and some of these <laughs> the people that were in tremors and it, it's just it was really fun to to go and and see all the different um ways that kevin bacon has been in different characters as well so i know, tried like, to i tried to get that uh, binge box from the library the Cleveland uh, library system and I probably couldn't popular because you had it so (laughs) I actually had to do the streaming thing and find what you know I have I have notes of what was on you know uh, HBO Max and Hulu and and Roku and uh, Peacock and I had to do the streaming thing to find uh, my movies and of course I owned a couple of them but uh, so yeah Uh, you had the easy route I had to go searching on a Kevin Bacon scavenger hunt. So, um, all right. So Hollywood, what would, what would be your number three? Okay. So if we think of the top three in, in these, um, six films that I watched, I will say my number three is probably Footloose. Hey, hey, what's this I see? I thought this was a place. Let's I really enjoyed going back and watching it. I actually kind of liked it more now than when I saw it as like a kid or a teenager. Um, I I think I, I got a little more of the nuance of the adult characters um, and, and the character arc of, um, of John Lithgow, you know, like the, he's so good. He's so good. Weist. um, And, and just like some of the, the other stuff that I wasn't even really paying attention to when I saw it as a kid, because, you know, he just wants to dance, let him dance. (laughs) Like there's, there is little more to it. And, 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 um, and just the, the story of loss with, you know, the, um, John Lithgow's son had, you know, died and that's why they, you know, put all those, the restrictions and stuff on the town and everything. And, um, and it was just really, uh, enjoyable to kind of go back and watch and as cheesy as it was, it was just enjoyable. You know, the dance scenes, it was so funny to be like, okay, that was definitely a stunt guy. Oh, that was definitely a stunt guy, Yeah, but it's still funny. You know, it was just really enjoyable. (laughs) I really enjoy John Lithgow and maybe one of these days we'll do a pop culture shock just on John Lithgow because I really enjoy him. I think he's 
So good. Even whether yeah. it was Harry and the Hendersons, you know, another eighties uh, classic or Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet was a good movie uh, with him and Denzel. Yeah. Third, third rock from the sun. He was hilarious in that show. I think he does a really good job. I think he's kind of underrated. Like I think a lot of people kind of. Yeah. Well, and he pops up in random places. And yeah. so you're never quite expecting him or you, you are expecting exactly him and. And that's the only thing you're watching. You know, or the only reason you're watching it is if you if he's in it or something. Yeah, and he was in that uh, Pet Cemetery remake too. Yeah, 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 it yeah. Came out a couple of years ago, but um, I really like him. Uh, I totally I agree with Footloose. Um, I like that. I will talk about that as well. That's on my list, so I'll talk about that here in a little bit when that comes up too. So okay, so what? For my number two. What do you give it? What? How many stars do you give? Footloose out of do we give it out of five? Right. Out of um, five, yeah three okay yeah that's not bad and you know to be honest i i'm not like the biggest fan of kevin bacon or any of these movies none of these movies that i that i saw are my oh my god i love this movie kind of feeling toward it's more of like "Eh, that was enjoyable sort of you know i i like kevin bacon i don't love kevin bacon right right i i can enjoy his characters and different things so that's just my little disclaimer there about how i'm sort of judging these um but uh so then to go to my number two on my list okay um I, I have to go with a few good men, even though he doesn't Ooh. have he doesn't have a large, large role in that. Um so I love a few good men. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth. But I'm uh, but judging just the movie overall, it is fantastic. Obviously, it got a lot of Oscar awards and and, oh, yeah. and all that jazz. You can't all handle them. the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but like it was such a great ensemble. The the it was written by Aaron Sorkin. So yes, I mean, West Wing. It's so I mean, so dramatic and so like hard hitting. And I honestly miss Demi more. Yes. I miss her. Yes. I miss seeing her. I was like sitting there and was watching this and I was like, I want to watch more of Demi more. Like I miss seeing her on. Let's on, do it. Let's do movie. another podcast of Demi more. Cause I tell you what, and that I, character, you know, to like there, I remember watching that when I was younger and thinking like, there's not that many strong female characters and it's kind of funny that like I ended up in a male dominated environment as well. Mm-hmm. And I connected to her character even more now from the position of like where I am in my life now and everything. So I just, I really enjoyed it. Um, Few Good Jeff Men. Jeff Nicholson. My number two. And I Jeff love Nicholson. A Few Good Men. Um, I didn't review that, but because I've seen it so many times and I was mm-hmm. actually in the play A Few Good Men. Right. So I've gotten... Yeah. I've gotten to actually experience um, that whole Aaron Sorkin script. And it was just amazing. Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, just outstanding. And Kevin Bacon was actually really good in his small part. And the part that he did have played a crucial role in the plot and the the storyline. So definitely was a very enjoyable film. Love it. What do you give A Few Good Men? Oh, 
four and a half. Okay. I think. Yeah. Right. Four and a I'm half. right there with you. Really good. Yeah. Um, and you, you, I mean, obviously all the critics loved it. So I have to agree. Number one. So my number one drum roll is actually a film that I'd never seen before until just watching this binge box. And that is Sleepers. Okay. I really enjoyed this film Sleepers. You read The Count of Monte Cristo lately? I read a little bit of it every night. I read words like revenge, sweet lasting revenge. I don't want you to get in any trouble. Come on, Fadino, I never do. That's all I wish for you and your friends. That's it? That's it, nothing else, I swear. Four friends raised in a legacy of crime. Everybody says this place comes for jobs. Who's everybody? You think running for King Benny's a good idea? Huh? Pays. A lot of things, Pays. Not like this. But when a childhood prank resulted in an accident. The court hereby sentences you to less than one year at the Wilkinson Home for Boys. The punishment. You gotta have rules and you gotta have discipline. Was far more than they deserved. It's a lot of power to have a report. I don't want anybody to know. So might as well not even talk about it. The truth stays with us. Years later, they bound together. He went in there and he asked for the case. Now you tell me, what the hell kind of friend is that? In a pact to avenge those who destroyed their innocence. You still sleep with the light on? What are you saying, Mike? It's payback time. It's our time. I don't think you know the meaning of rules. Rules! You understand? We need somebody to take the stand. So you figured if you had a priest, it would be perfect. Not just any priest. This is a murder case. I am afraid that I'll make a mistake. And you'll go down for the dirt map. No one knows if I did this information. I mean, nobody. How did you get it? It fell into my lap. The priest wouldn't lie. Right. Has anyone ever questioned your word before today? No, but there's a first time for everything. based on the controversial bestseller. Uh, Kevin Bacon, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Brad Pitt, several other uh, actors. Jason that Patrick, are familiar. I think. Jason Patrick. Yeah. All like very familiar uh, faces. And it was, and obviously Kevin Bacon's character was, you know, kind of was the bad guy in this film. Was oh, yeah. Definitely the villain character. Um, and he's not on screen very much, but when he is, he's, you know, definitely a big role in the story. Um, without giving away too much, he was, um, you know, the, the four boys were sent to to a, uh, what do you call it? A detention center because they got in trouble, like juvenile detention center. Right, a detention and, center. And Kevin Bacon was the guard there and he took advantage of his power and, and beat them and brutalized them in different ways. And... Um, and then finally, you know, years later, two of them see him out in a restaurant and the rest is history because they kill him. And then there's a court case. And it was <laughs> it was just such a good like edge of your seat. Like I if I had seen that back in 1996 when it came out, I would have been like, this is amazing. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, I'm sure I would have really liked it. I just for some reason, I don't remember ever seeing this movie, but it was great. Well, the funny thing is, is you just two of your films back to back were basically court cases. Yeah. <laughs> court case, like Do uh, you I know, like, like court movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sleepers is yeah, Sleepers is kind of one of those underrated movies. Like a lot of people either never saw it 
or they they don't remember it. Um, yeah, I, I was a big Brad Pitt fan, so I'm surprised yeah. that, that I don't remember <laughs> that Brad Pitt had this movie Sleepers. And yeah. even having De Niro and Hoffman, I mean, that's mm-hmm. like two mega stars. Mega, huge. You know, and at that time in 1996, Brad Pitt was just kind of coming along. You know, he was in Seven and uh, Thelma and Louise and um, stuff like that and 12 yeah. Monkeys and stuff. But he wasn't like superstar Brad Pitt, you know what I mean? Until 2000, yeah, in the so, 2000s. Well, and this just goes to show just like that, the list. This is just one film that Kevin Bacon was in. And we just talked about A Few Good Men as well. Yeah. So two films that had these huge names. We had Tom Cruise. We had Jack Nicholson in the previous film. Then we have Robert De Niro. We've got Dustin Hoffman. Those and Brad Pitt. So and Brad Pitt. Those names alone connected to him are just think of all the other people who have been in a film with any of those other people. And and that would be, you know, their number, too. Oh, yeah. And even in A Few Good Men, Kiefer Sutherland was in there, too. Oh, yeah, he was in that, too. So and there's there's so many good people in that as well. I mean, th- yeah, those two films uh, back to back, A Few Good Men and Sleepers. Uh, that's a good job out of you, Hollywood. That's a good job. Out of, the, <laughs> out of the library binge box yeah. uh, for putting those movies together. So, okay. Uh, you got anything else in your... Oh, I would give that probably a four. A four? Okay. Hey, um, Sleepers was so good. I remember watching that... Uh, it's been a while, but I remember once you started talking about how they, mm-hmm. how they were, um, you know, beaten by the prison guard or the detention center guard yeah. and, and then they take revenge on him later or whatever. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and they were obsessed with the, the counts of Monte Cristo, you know, that whole storyline yeah. sort of. Yeah. So I, I, I like a good revenge story, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, definitely check those out. Uh, if you guys, if you haven't seen the classic eighties film Footloose, uh, it's one of Kevin Bacon's first films. Um, you know, he's young and there's some, there's, you know, a young Sarah Jessica Parker in it as well. And John Lithgow is amazing too. So, uh, but then A Few Good Men and Sleepers, a um, couple 90s films there. Uh, if you haven't checked those out, uh, ladies and gentlemen, definitely check those out. Uh, highly recommended by Hollywood. My three, I'm going to go by what I reviewed because A Few Good Men and Sleepers are, are on that list of my probably all-time favorite Kevin Bacon films. But if I just go by what I reviewed, I would say my number three was one of his very first movies. It came out even before... Footloose in uh, 84, I believe, was Footloose. This was called Diner. There's a little place where people gather to enjoy the banquet of life. I got a date with Carol Heathrow. She was death. It's the diner. And what they really want most isn't on the menu. Come on. And he's given Elise a football quiz. If she fails, the marriage is off. If she passes, it's two more days to the thing. Marriage. Yeah, marriage. Technically. Come on. You miserable creature. It's a slice of life. You turn it to such a thing. With a touch of spice. And a little love. I was admiring your horse. A few beers, a few tears, a few great years. You happy with your marriage or what? Beth is terrific and everything, but always got the diner. Yeah, we always got the diner. 
they were sharing good times that soon became old times. Uh, my prayer. Flip side, Heaven on Earth, recorded by the Platters from Mercury Records, color of the label Maroon. Nothing could be finer than eating at the diner. He's like a building on your feet. Where friends show up. But mostly, show off. I'll hit you so hard, I'll kill your whole family. You guys really are sick, you know that? It's because you got no sense of humor. It's a place to stop before moving on. Diner. It's open all day and cooking all night. It was in 1982. Uh, I believe you can find it on um, really? Diner. Diner, I think, was on HBO Max. And so I checked okay. that one out. Because like I said, I had to go yeah. on Scavenger You had to go in, like, <laughs> seek out whatever films. you could find that had Kevin Bacon in it. Right. So Diner, you know, and I never saw this before. And I always heard it, it kind of has like a cult following. It's got a huge... It's kind of like right there with American Graffiti. Okay. It takes place. Mm-hmm. It takes. It's basically a group of college age buddies. They struggle with their passage into adulthood. It takes place in Baltimore, nineteen fifty nine. Fifty nine. Yeah. Okay. But listen to this. These stars. They got Paul Reiser, Kevin Bacon, Steve Gutenberg, who was huge in the eighties. Oh yeah. Mickey Rourke, Daniel Stern. Tim Daly from like Wings and then Ellen Barkin. I mean, it was a very good cast. Kevin Bacon's character was pretty fun. He's kind of like this wealthy, rich kid rebel. Um, He's kind of like a prankster. Um, I absolutely love the soundtrack because it's all like 50s. (sighs) <sighs> that reminds me. So when I was watching a behind the scenes of Footloose, when Kevin Bacon was talking about um, when they were doing screen tests and things, and you know how they, they always have those uh, special features on the DVD. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about how at the time, early in his career, he was obsessed with James Dean. Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. That makes so much sense. Yeah. That he probably would have studied James Dean in this role for the 50s. Oh, oh yeah. There, there's a <laughs> moment know, where... rebel without a cause kind of... And that's how they described his character. They said this rebel without a cause. That's how they <laughs> described him. But he, he, he's taking his date home in this convertible. Of course, it's like, an, you know, back in the 50s. So, But he, they're, they're all coming home from the diner, a whole bunch of the friends... And he like speeds ahead of them and he's driving so fast around the curves and stuff. And then when they catch up to him, like they pull over and they, they're like, where did he go? And he, he has his car like parked over on the side and he's kind of like spilled out of the door. Like he's just laying there, like he got in a car wreck and, and you know, and he got ejected. And so they all jump out of their car and they're all worried about him and they, they run down the hill to see what happened. And, and then he just starts laughing because oh my he's- gosh. He's, He's been waiting on them. He did. And he had, he had um, like a red, he had red stuff all over his face and they thought it was, he had, it was blood and it was a ketchup bottle. He pulls a ketchup bottle out of his pocket. He's like, oh, I've been God. holding this bottle of ketchup for weeks trying to get you guys. And so um, he totally, <laughs> he totally had, uh, flipped the car over on its side, this little convertible that he had. And then just to pull this prank. And then the guys were like Mickey Warwick and Paul Reiser and, uh, Steve Gutenberg and Daniel Stern, they were all like so up mad at him. They just started wow. leaving. 
leaving him. And he's like, hey, is anybody going to help me flip this car over? And Mickey Rourke's like, you flipped it, you flip it back. You know what I mean? So wow. like, you did. So it was just a funny moment. Uh, that he, actually sounds really interesting and fun. I'm going to have to yeah. go on HBO Max and watch it There now. you go. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a fun little movie. And like I said, I love the soundtrack. I mean, you got uh, Jerry Lou Lewis, whole lot of shaking going on. You got um, Dion Nobelmont's I Wonder Why. Uh, Dream Lover and Beyond the Sea from Bobby Darren. So really good soundtrack. Another thing in this film is Mickey Rourke, he kind of owes money to to people. He owes money to people. He's betting on games and stuff like that. And so he made a bet with the guys, the friends, that he can get his date to touch his sexy boy, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay? So I'm like, oh, my word. How is he going to pull this off? And so they're all at the movies, and he does the whole popcorn trick where where he's on the date, and then let's just say he wins the bet. Let's just say his sexy boy appears in the popcorn box, and when she's eating the popcorn out of the box, he accidentally touches it. And so I, so that part right there, Mickey Rourke, <laughs> oh my God. he had to be the originator <laughs> of the, bl- the, the blank in the box from the Saturday Night Live skit with yes. Justin Timberlake and Adam Sandberg. I'm not going to say the title of the song. I just call yeah. it the blank in the box. <laughs> the box. It's Christmas and my heart is open wide. I'm going to give you something so you know what's on my mind. Um, but yeah, he, know what you're talking about. yeah, he <laughs> oh totally was the originator of the blink in the box. You know, he was totally because <laughs> he, so it was, it's a fun movie. I liked it. I gave it like a three stars. It was, it was something I never watched before. It had a really mm-hmm. good soundtrack. I really enjoy the movies that take place like in the fifties and sixties, probably because yeah. of the music. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually has, it has a good a, score on IMDb. Yeah. It's got a 7 out of 10 score. So, I mean, See? that's pretty good for, you know. So, Hollywood, you got to check it out. You got to check it out. Yeah. It doesn't really have that much of a plot. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. All right. So, that was my number three. Uh, my number two. Oh, my word. Okay. I'm going to, well, first, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to Footloose. Okay. So, that was my number two. Okay. I, um, this is a classic 80s movie. I, I have not seen it in so long. Like, I sat down with my wife to watch it. I probably, I, it probably was like 30 years since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my first thought was the actress, her name's Lori Singer. I'm like, yeah. what? Who where is did, that person? That's what did I Did she just disappear? Like, I don't remember that lady. Yeah. Right. I had to look her up and I'm like, yeah. she was hardly in anything. She mm-hmm. was like, she was a, she was actually a professionally trained dancer and a, a cellist. So she played the cello. Wow. And her only other big time thing came kind of either before or while she was doing Footloose. And she was in that TV show called Fame with the dancers. Oh, okay. Which was another dancer. Yeah. Movie. So I'm like, okay, Lori Singer, what happened to you? Just known for dancing. Right. Now, Chris Penn, Sean Penn's brother. He, yeah. Chris he's Penn. been passed away for a while, but he was yeah, like he my it. wife's favorite character. Yeah. I really enjoyed movie. him. He was just so fun. Kevin Bacon's mom, her name is Frances Lee McCain. I had to look her up. She is like the quintessential 80s movie mom. Yes. <laughs> She's the mom in Footloose. She's the mom in one of my other all-time favorite movies, Stand By Me. 
She's oh, the mom. She was. She's uh, Mrs. Oh. Lachance and Stand yes, By Me. Familiar. She's Lorraine's mom in Back to the Future. She's the one who says, "Quit fiddling with that thing and come and eat your dinner." She's that's oh, her. Wow. And then she's the mom in Gremlins. She really was typecast as the yeah, mom. Yeah, definitely oh gosh, was. That's funny. That's four classic '80s films right there. <laughs> and I tell you what, besides Kevin Bacon, the other probably major star to come out of Footloose was probably Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, I you was surprised I mean? to see her. I forgot that she was even in that, and she was so cute. Like she was so cute. And some of the behind the scenes stuff when they when uh, they interviewed her, you know, later on in her career, looking back at her um, start at Footloose too, it was one of her first movies that not one of her first movies, but one of her first movies that she had kind of more of a breakout role. And and she was talking about how it was one of the first times where she was like on set with with all the actors, and she was just sad that they weren't all going to be friends anymore because she hadn't really gotten used to that. Like, okay, we're not working together anymore. I'm never going to see these people again but she had like sent letters to different people and was like oh I'm so happy to like make all these new friends <laughs> and um, it was just funny for her to like to talk about how how instrumental like being on that first big film and they because they were all out in the middle of I forget like what farm country yeah. yeah farm country so just being out in the the country to film that like really brought everyone close together um on their film set and you don't really hear those kind of stories very often where that's true it's like behind the scenes these people like became you know like a real kind of family on set and stuff and really got some real good connections for you know the future future of their their work together that's true i give i give footloose probably i give it four stars just because it is a classic Mm -hmm. 80s film it is beloved by many it probably is basically what started Kevin Bacon's career. I mean, you know, he was in a couple things before, but Footloose kind of put him on the map. And then the soundtrack, obviously. Yeah, I'm a music yes. person. Oh and my I, gosh. <laughs> you know, holding out for a hero. You know, let's hear it for the boy. The Footloose song by Kenny Loggins. And then Almost <laughs> Paradise. It just, it's a really good soundtrack. Those are all well. the iconic film, like film songs. Yes. For sure. From the yes. 80s. All right. So my number one, you got to go to HBO Max for this. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Look, um, this film is called Tour de F- Pharmacy. Tour de okay. Pharmacy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind. It's a. It's a. Um, it's only like a. It's only like forty minutes long. It's kind of like a mockumentary, kind of like a okay. Christopher Guest mockumentary. Oh, sure. By the way, we need to do a Christopher Guest uh, podcast oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Add that uh, to our list. For yes. Sure. But it's so it's like a mockumentary, like in that style. And it's all about the 1982 Tour de France uh, bicycle race around the world or wherever they race at. They race in several different countries, but with like Lance Armstrong and stuff like that. And it was yeah. all about it was all about like how the bicyclists were all on drugs or taking steroids at that time. <laughs> Listen to this list of stars. This came out in 2017. Okay, recent. John John Hamm is the narrator. Okay, oh, I love I love John Hamm. Love him. Love, love, love. You got Andy Samberg from Brooklyn Nine Nine. You got Orlando oh, okay. Bloom, Freddie Highmore, who's from like Bates Motel. Yeah, good doctor. Uh, David Diggs, who's from Hamilton, and he's in Snowpiercer mm-hmm. right now. John Cena, James Marsden. Maya Rudolph, Danny Glover, Mike Tyson, Julia Ormond. What? (laughs) Yes. Jeff Goldblum, Dolph Lundgren, Kevin Bacon, Will Forte, Felicia Rashad. 
and J.J. Abrams. <laughs> so wow. it, is, it is a hilarious film. I tell you what. It this sounds does, really funny. It does have some raunchiness. It has a couple nude mm-hmm. scenes. Um, preferably, like, there's one girl nude scene and a couple guy sexy boy nude scenes. Okay. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> so maybe you might like that. Um, but... <laughs> It's definitely not for kids. It does have some language. Um, but yeah. the, the, one of the funny things is, is they're interviewing Lance Armstrong while this race is going on. And he's sitting in the dark. Like, like they have him covered so you can't see who he is. They changed, <laughs> his, they changed his voice so you don't know uh-huh. it's him. And then all of a sudden, like, a cell phone rings. So then he gets it. And then because of the light off of his cell phone, you see his You can face. see who it is. That's so funny. <laughs> so he's like, he says something. Oh, that was just someone calling me, you know. And then he hangs up and he's like, you guys didn't see my face, did you? And they're like, no, 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 no. You're so good. <laughs> and so it's little bits like that. It kept happening. Like every time they would interview him, someone would pull up the, the blinds or the shade or something. And they, they would clearly see Lance Armstrong sitting there. And he's like, are you sure you can't see me right now? And they're like, oh no, my no, gosh. no, you're fine. I- love mockumentary yes it is oh, so, so much funny. i gotta see this but especially but I, because i'm a documentary filmmaker yes you know in my yes. spare time i'm always making documentaries so it's funny to like make fun of ourselves and and see how uh with the it, mockumentaries just it was it was one of those things i just stumbled upon because like i said i was writing down all the kevin bacon films that i can stream mm-hmm. uh, through all the different streams and then i'm like okay well what's this tour to pharmacy? It's on HBO Max. And I'm like, well, and then I looked at the cast list and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> John if Hamm, ever- narrator. Okay, sign yeah. me up. <laughs> if ever you're going to have a Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game, I mean, this one gives you like 20 people. Yeah. Um, so then we watched it. My wife and I watched it. And like I said, it is a little raunchy kind of for us, but it yeah. was hilarious. She went, she even went, the next day and told her co-workers about it and to watch it it's just hilarious john cena is a buffoon he's like this he's like this guy you know they're like you you know you take steroids while you're uh riding or whatever he's like do i look like i take steroids and then he just like rips off his clothes and he's like flexing and i'm like oh my word so it, it is funny um i give it like a three and a half stars um uh, you know it's so close to four stars because it is so funny well i'm just looking now that you um mentioned like the cast list and i'm looking at the and i'm seeing kevin bacon's name and the name of his character is ditmer clerkin <laughs> yes yes ditmer clerkin right right <laughs> so funny yeah definitely check that out hollywood i want you to check that out as well um <laughs> if you guys have hbo max i just yeah, we do. i want to tell you the warning that it does uh for all you audience out there that it has some raunchy, uh, naked <laughs> moments. So just be wary of that. Don't watch That's it with your HBO, kids. HBO, so. It is can... HBO Max. There, Yeah. Um, but that was my number one. So I had, um, I had uh, Diner, which was a, which is a nice treat that I never saw before. I had Footloose, which was, I went back to the classic. And then I had this newer tour mm-hmm. to pharmacy. Just Very hilarious. Cool. All right, so let's go into our top fives. This is basically going to be the best of the rest of Kevin Bacon. This is kind of what we did on our last episode when we did our rom-coms. We kind of fit our best of the rest uh, in that group. So that's what we'll do again for uh, this Kevin Bacon episode. So best of the rest, Kevin Bacon, your top five. What would be your number five? Okay, 
I'm still looking at the list here. Let me give you. Okay, number five. I think I'm gonna go with, and I'm I'm gonna go with Tremors for this one. Okay. But wait, 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 wait. Are we are we talking only the ones? That we haven't talked about. You could do this, either. Or. Five or, either. Or, okay. Either. I'm doing all the ones that I'm doing all the ones that I personally didn't talk okay. about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Gonna, I didn't talk about Tremors, but of course, um, I remember being so frightened and scared watching this as a kid, and right. so I and I hadn't seen it in you know 30 years, and so <laughs> so watching it again now, it's so humorous that it was scary to me like it's so humorous but at the same time very enjoyable like and his character <laughs> like as a cowboy and like all like rough and tumble and like being all like macho and brave and saving <laughs> saving the little town of of people from this uh giant the giant worms under the ground was, right it was great it's just very entertaining so yeah that'll be that's in my top five for sure so i want to say that was a classic 80s movie but it actually came out in 1990 so i always think of that as oh a, yeah as a classic 80s but it was 1990 and i forgot that reba was in it reba mcintyre yes she was her and her husband the characters like it was so funny because they had the a whole uh, basement full of guns, so they were shooting, 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 shooting. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, Michael Gross. That was um, Mr. Keaton from Family Ties. Yes. Yeah, oh, he guy. was the yeah, 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 yeah he was the dad, Michael Gross. Okay. <laughs> I I could tell you honestly, I have not seen that since it probably came out, like 1990. So, um, which I thought it was an 80s movie, so I was totally mm -hmm. wrong. But yeah, I mean, it's just what popcorn fun. Pretty much just a little bit of popcorn fun. Yeah, yeah, just it's just cheesy. You know, like the effects right. of the '90s were kind of hokey, but the actors, you know, were really committed to to their art back <laughs> there. Um, Let's see, of top movies as well um, that include Kevin Bacon. Um, I think the next one I would say is JFK. Ooh, um, good one. It's been a long time since I've seen that, but when I did, you know, it just really sticks with you. So definitely JFK is one of the top movies, in my opinion. So okay. that's, that's number four. Number three would be Apollo 13. Ooh, um, yes. Also uh, with a bunch of stars. Oh, uh, Also with a Tom bunch of Hanks, stars. I mean, Tom Hanks, Gary Sinise. Yes. <laughs> um, so you can't... Bill Paxton. You know, can't turn that down um number three i would say mystic river i didn't really talk about that much but it was pretty good um, oh yeah that's one of the best ones with sean penn it's not like one of my favorite movies ever but i have to give i have to give it credit that it was you know uh, a good good film let's see i like mystic river too i like that one it's been a while since i've seen it but i like that one as well and then i think the other the top two i still i'm probably just gonna stick with um the two films that i did just see which was a few good men and sleepers well that's a that's a good combo right there mm -hmm. um the court case ones <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i like him in a good court case i yeah. guess and like you said, in Sleepers, he's like the villain. And there's not a yeah. lot of movies where he's the villain. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Those are two good choices. I like those. Um, my top five, uh, it's kind of, so my number five was one that I did review, and that was Stir of Echoes. Uh, came out in 1999. Wow. Um, 
it was, I just recently watched it, you know, for this Uh podcast and it was actually, it was like, oh yeah, this is actually really good. Cause it's like, I remember that. I forgot what all happened. Uh, I had that film. I remember on VHS. So that was like the last time I probably watched it was on my VHS tape. (laughs) When you had Um, a VHS player. (laughs) Right. And you know, it came out in 1999. It was very suspenseful, very interesting. But I think it might have came out at the wrong time because that was the same year of The Sixth Sense. And so everybody was talking about The Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. And I love The Sixth Sense. I love Sixth Sense. But Stir of Echoes kind of gets forgotten if you're going to be talking about The Sixth Sense like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Stir of Echoes would probably be my number five. I really enjoy that uh, suspenseful thriller. Um, my number four movie, and we've talked about her, is uh, Charlize Theron and Kevin Bacon in Trapped. And that's a really good one, too. Um, I never saw that. Definitely check that out. Let's see. I actually own that on a DVD. It's not on any streaming sites, but it is so good. Um, Charlize Theron's in it. and this- From 2002. Yes. Uh, Courtney Love, um, Stuart Townsend, Pruitt Taylor Vince, um, who always plays, and Dakota Fanning, who always plays a crazy, weird character. Um, but uh, yeah, basically it is, he, he's kind of, Charlie Theron is like, he kind of comes in and he tries to kidnap. He's like, he's running like a gang of thieves and they try, mm-hmm. they break in and they try to kidnap uh, Charlie Theron's like um, two daughters, da- her daughter's. Um, and then she has to fight, uh, fight them to keep them alive. And it is really good. So if you get a chance to see Trapped, wow. you, mm. I already know you love Charlize Theron. Yeah, I really um, like Charlize Theron. So kicks, I'm surprised that I have never actually seen yeah, this. Yeah, she kicks some butt in this film. Kevin Bacon is amazing. It's another film that he's a bad guy. So that's kind of... Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting, but definitely check that one out. Uh, my number three, he's a good guy, and it was a TV show called The Following, and it was oh. just it was just on um, not too long ago, probably. Yeah. It was in just a few years ago, I think it ended, or a couple years ago it ended. Yeah, but I remember that. He is basically like a detective who's trying to, um, oh, it was on from 2013 to 15, so for mm-hmm. uh, four uh couple seasons two or three seasons but he's like a detective and he's trying to basically go after the serial killer and the serial killer kind of has like a cult following a group of people that kind of worship him and then they go out and kill people in his honor and stuff like that and so he's trying to like kind of shut this all down and catch the catch the serial killer uh who's the head of this cult and it is so good um if you got it was i think it was on fox when it was on but if you haven't seen that and you love like the mystery, suspenseful thrillers like that, it's a really good show. Uh, I recommend checking that out. My number two is one we haven't even talked about yet. Okay. Another classic 80s film, Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland, Oliver Platt. Oh, Flatliners. William Baldwin. Oh my gosh. And Kevin Bacon. Flatliners. How did I forget about that movie? Flatliners <laughs> is one of the classic 80s films. I, I saw the remake that came out a few like a while ago, and I didn't think it was all that great. But that's how that usually is. The remakes are never as good as the originals. But yeah. that movie right there. It's, I mean, because that's when Julia Roberts was taken off when she yeah. had a woman and then she had flatliners and sleeping with the enemy and um, stuff like that. And then Kevin Bacon 
was hitting his stride. Keith Sutherland was amazing. Definitely, if you've never seen the original Flatliners, about them trying to do these experiments where they where they go and they flatline and then they try to bring them back, back to life. And then by doing that, they start seeing things that they were like afraid of from their past, like fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, come back to haunt them and it's so good that actually came out the same year as tremors as well oh 1990 yeah so that's really so there's mm. it's so funny how the mind works because i always think that's another classic 80s film and it but actually is 90s, 90s. Mm-hmm. so so yeah it's funny okay so that's that's uh tremors and flatliners two 90s films that's that's interesting <laughs> to say that well then my number one is something you already talked about and uh the other 90s film a few good men that was my number one son we live in a world that has walls and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns who's gonna do it you you lieutenant weinberg i have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom you weep for santiago and you curse the marines you have that luxury you have the luxury of not knowing what i know that santiago's death while tragic probably saved lives and my existence while grotesque and incomprehensible to you saves lives you don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties you want me on that wall you need me on that wall we use words like honor code loyalty we use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something you use them as a punchline I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're damn right I did. Like I said, I absolutely love that film. I love... I love uh, being in a play. I love uh, Aaron Sorkin. It's just such a good writer. Um, and then it's just phenomenal. Jack Nicholson at one of his best all-time movie roles. Probably even one of Tom Cruise's best as well. And Demi Moore. Demi Moore is amazing, Demi too. So. Was, like I said, I miss her. I would like <laughs> right. her again. Like she disappeared or something. Yeah. Um, and then my honorable mention is just a, the other film that I actually got to watch and review. It was from 1991, and it was one I never saw again. So Diner, and then this one was two movies, and then Tour to Pharmacy, were the movies I never even watched before. Yeah, it's called He Said, She Said. Have you ever seen? Said, have you ever no. seen that? No, so, I see it on the list of his movies, but I I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, He Said, She Said, and it has Kevin Bacon, Elizabeth Perkins. Nathan, oh. Nathan Lane and Sharon Stone. <laughs> now, Hollywood, as a teenager growing up, I was a huge Sharon, Sharon Stone, Stone fan. fan. <laughs> I had posters of her on my wall. I watched all of her movies. There was just something about Sharon Stone. I don't know um, yeah. what it was, but I never knew that she was in a movie with Kevin Bacon. It's so funny. So this, it, this movie is so funny. It's just basically, they're both like, news reporters and they share a show he said she said and they um they kind of have a relationship uh, outside of the show but they but they always fight and they don't get along on this show so they they have difference of opinions on this tv show okay um but there's this one scene where they're sitting at a uh, italian restaurant ordering from a menu but instead of ordering food 
like they're they're talking about okay well i'll have a side of sex with no commitment and a little bit of monogamy like they're like talking, <laughs> so okay. they switch out they switch out the food terms well i don't want the sex but i'll have a whole lot of commitment and no monogamy you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> yeah and they, they, they switch out the food items for those topics and it's just kind of funny and it's very creative how they did that um i will start with monogamy then commitment and then i will have the marriage the marriage comes with commitment perhaps unless you'd like something on the side oh no not me but maybe children later good choice man I understand that monogamy is very good here. And for you, sir? Uh, just a side order of sex, please. I can't do that, sir. It only comes with commitment. All right, I'll make it easy for you. I'll take the complete dinner. You hold the commitment. You hold the monogamy. And just bring me the sex. That way nobody gets in trouble and I get what I want. You want me to hold the monogamy? Dan, can't you read the sign? Do you need another minute to decide? I hear the ravioli here is great. Yeah, sure. Ravioli sounds fun. Um, but yeah, so I would, I would definitely, if you get a chance, check that out. It was on okay. HBO. It was on HBO Max as well, mm -hmm. uh, Hollywood. I'd give it probably at least a two and a half, three stars. I yeah. think it's another romantic comedy, so um, okay. I definitely would check that out. It was cute. It was cute. It was one I never saw before. Fun. Like, oh, this is fun. So. Um, but those are my top five plus a bonus, the best of the, the rest of the best of Kevin Bacon. So, awesome. um, all right. So right now we'll get into our sizzles and fizzles. What do you got for, I will tell you right now, I really don't have any fizzles. I'm all about the sizzles, baby. I'm all about I, the sizzles. Okay. You're a very positive person. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I have one fizzle and okay. it's only because of Kevin Bacon and uh, the, <laughs> The topic of our of our episode this week, um, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> I don't know why this role spoke to you, but I okay. I feel bad because I want to preface this by saying that I I completely I have veterans in my family. I respect the military. I love America, but this movie. <laughs> Where are you um, going with this? This movie called Taking Chance, where Kevin Bacon, I believe he got a uh, Screen Actors Guild, a Screen Actor Guild, Golden Globe. He got lots of nominations um, for this role. This movie is basically like a Hallmark movie, but for men, it was so cheesy. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I have I've military my my dad my 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 brother and sister like I'm all about like I can really get into a good military film you know it will, uh, but this was painful <laughs> only because it, it just it didn't need to be that long for literally what it was and 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 what it was is basically um Kevin Bacon's character volunteers to like he he feels bad that he's not out on the line in um, Iraq and dead bodies are coming back from our soldiers and he just really feels like connected and like felt like he needed to be there and since he wasn't there he was just doing administrative work um, 
that he volunteered to escort a body um chance was his name so it's taking chance um Mm -hmm. the name of the um it all comes together (laughs) so taking chance so he's literally for two hours or however long the movie is um he's like so it's just him in the airport him in a car with a guy him in in another car with a guy like as they're driving or flying the body home to their parents so um to the parents of the you know the late uh, soldier and it's it, i i know what they were going for uh, but i just i couldn't <laughs> and i don't know if it was um it was just it was just it almost felt like a promotional film or like a recruiting film you know versus yeah. like something that had a little more story behind it or plot <laughs> So, um, I mean, obviously, you know, what's going to happen, like, he's going to get the, you know, and there was there was no obstacles there. It didn't feel like anything. He was just brooding and just like staring off into space or getting saluted to or, you know, it was just or thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. 100 percent support that. I do. But <laughs> in 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 the movie world, it just was a little flat. So that's so that was my fizzle of all the films that I saw and everything we're talking about with Kevin Bacon. I thought that was a fizzle. I love how you had to defend yourself like 10 times right there in that, state, know, in that well, whole statement. Because I, I don't like to be critical either, you know, but <laughs> but come on. This hey, we gave praise. We gave a lot of praise to a few good men. That's a military yeah. film. So exactly. exactly. You're allowed to like one and not one like that can the other. be done in a good way. <laughs> right. A little, a little more energy and, and plot. And like death is not energetic. So never mind. Just uh, okay. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> All right. So if we go to our sizzles. Uh, my number three, I'll count, we'll count down, uh, is well, first off, welcome back, Walking Dead. To AMC, we've missed you. We love you. Uh, it's been great to have you back. Uh, but my other one is Snowpiercer on TNT. Oh, cool! Um, it's a really good show. It's a, it's in its second season right now. Um, it's basically Hunger Games on a train. Uh, yeah. It's a it's the world. Have you seen over. the movie Snowpiercer? I did. A, I did a while ago. Yes, okay. and so it's kind of like the movie. They changed some stuff, but okay. it, the the train is like a thousand and four cars long or whatever. And wow. Each train or each um, car has its own like society. And mm-hmm. um, so it's really good show. I recommend uh, Snowpiercer on TNT. So that's my number three. Hollywood. Very cool. Um, I just, ha- I only have two. So okay. my, so you can go into your number two and then I'll give you a number two. Okay. Well, my number two, and I just saw a, preview for this probably like last week i'm looking forward to it it looks like it's a documentary uh which you know i, I think i just caught your ear with that word uh there. <laughs> it's gonna be on hulu and it's called kid 90 kid 90 and it's a basically um this behind the scenes documentary of all of the teen actors okay um, from some of our favorite shows like the saved by the bell cast 90210 you know, cast and like mm-hmm. um, all these Jonathan Brandis from like Sequest and 
all these like 90s actors all kind of hanging out together and growing up together in the business. Um, huh. And it looks really cool. And it's, it's going to be a, one of those like nostalgic uh, pieces where it's like, oh, yeah, man, look at that. That sounds so cool. perfect for our own demographic. Yes, but it's called Kid 90. It's on Hulu, and I think it actually starts um, here real soon. Uh, But like I said, it's all about the teenager actors growing up in the 90s. So that's my number two. Okie dokie. So my number two, the two things that I have that are sizzles are both things that have happened uh, quite recently. And my number two is WandaVision. WandaVision, WandaVision, WandaVision. That's my number one. That's my number uh, one. The so finale. let's just talk about WandaVision. Okay. Oh the my finale goodness. was, uh, the, the whole series was made for people who love TV, first of all. And, um, And I love the juxtaposition of the MCU. So like, it yes. just, um, it was just really cool. But the, the greatest thing about WandaVision is that we finally get to see a female character have so much depth and the two of them, two of them actually. Yeah. Yeah. Two actually. Yes. You are completely correct. Two characters that have, yes, that are going through a grief journey because yeah. Well, I wasn't even talking about vision. I was talking about Catherine Hahn as Agatha. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Um, because you've got, yeah, the witch character, you've got, um, yeah. Well, and then the third is, um, what's her name? The, the soldier who gets, who comes oh, in. Who's Captain in, Rambo. Uh, Captain Rambo. Yes. Captain Rambo. Um, and she has her own journey that <laughs> true, true. has also grown throughout each of the episodes. So it's exciting to see what she can bring to the table and, and whatever storyline is coming next for her. I just... I love it. I think the the scene with uh, spoiler alert <laughs> um, with Vision when I think it was the second to the last episode where she is going through and realizing her loss of him and of like really starting to gra- grapple with her grief and just like those scenes it was just so magical to to finally get to see a character that gets to to grieve on camera oh yeah that that show was so well done it was it was something it was it was one of those tv shows where my whole family sat down every friday night and watched it and my kids are like hey let's watch the next one it's like no, guys, you have to wait. You have to wait like we week. used to. <laughs> like we used to. You have to wait till the next week to watch the next episode. You, it's not binging right now. Like we yeah. watched it every time it came out. I tell you what, those first like three or four episodes was so creative. Well, I, I'm going to yeah. say the first three episodes were so creative and how yes. they went back into like the 50s and it looked like Dick Van Dyke and it looked yeah. like... Um, and back in the sixties and all the set pieces and the cars and everything. And I and say, you weren't quite sure what was going to happen next. Cause you're like, what, how are they, what is, what right. is like, I don't right. get it. And the I, more and more they just, really- I tell you what, for our audience out there, if you started watching WandaVision and maybe only got through like the first one or two episodes and you're like, 
what is this? What is happening? I have no idea even what's happening. You Go gotta wait till episode four. Yes. Episode four is where they totally start explaining yes. what is what's going happening. on yes. and and how she has her own community. Um, but it was so well done, so very creative. Um, and like I said, it was one of those shows where the whole family could sit and watch, and we were so excited to watch it every week yeah. for, for nine weeks, I guess. Um, and so now it's like, it, it was such an awesome ending too. Like they, they definitely gave a lot of closure to a lot, some of the characters. I think Catherine Hahn is just so hilarious. Like I loved her in Bad Moms and yeah, she's um, great. Yeah. She's just so great. And you can tell that she had a lot of fun playing oh, yeah. oh, Agatha. Yeah. Um, I mean, to go through and to be all the different characters that she got to be through. Oh, yeah, yeah. Through all know, the different times the and different time sitcoms. periods and styles of sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love WandaVision. Uh, I definitely recommend it to anybody. And this is basically, basically the first step to go into the MCU's phase four. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that happens at the end of WandaVision will be talked about in the next Doctor Strange film and will also be mentioned in the next Spider-Man film. And mm-hmm. so they're laying out the groundwork for a couple yeah. of the movies that's coming out. Now, next up, we have The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, which that should be really good. I, I, it's got high hope. It's got, it's got a lot of pressure now because WandaVision, yeah, oh, yeah. WandaVision set a huge, huge uh, precedent that they got to follow. And in a low-key show, comes after that. So I'm excited about both of those, but I don't know if they'll live up to WandaVision. And they were just so cute. Yeah. Paul, ben- Paul Bettany, yeah. Elizabeth Olsen, they were just really so cute sweet. together. Very it was sweet. very sweet. Okay, what's your number one? Number one. I have to tell you, um, it's not really, okay, I'll get to the point of like why this really connects to pop culture because at first it's kind <laughs> of like, huh? Okay. But, okay. The biggest thing that everybody's talking about in the past week has been Megan and Harry, Prince, the formerly known as Prince Harry. Prince, yeah. Um, formerly known as Prince Harry and yeah. Meghan Markle. And Meghan Markle. Okay. Um, the, the interview they did with Oprah, some of the bombshell information and stuff that they kind of... So I'm, I'm not talking about that specifically, although I was on the edge of my seat watching that because I didn't watch it live I watched it later after I saw a couple clips and was like well I want to watch the whole thing because I saw a couple of the the answers and I was like (laughs) I want to watch the whole thing and then I did um but so I do kind of suggest watching it because it was actually an interesting glimpse into a life that none of us will ever experience ourselves um so it was definitely really interesting but the thing that is my number one um on my you know sizzles right now is the fact that megan and harry um long story short they they left the royal family um they were kind of pushed out slightly um for different reasons but their security was um was revoked basically so they are like royalty they are in the face of everybody and when they were not royal anymore their security was gone 
Tyler Perry, she's friends with Tyler Perry. He stepped in and was like, they were living in Canada and then they were afraid for their lives, their security, because it was a last year around the time when um, all the shutdowns were starting and it's crazy with COVID and um, the location of where they lived in Canada had been leaked. So they were really afraid for, you know, because they were getting death threats and all kinds of stuff. Like it was really bad. Um, And Tyler Perry offered his house in California and his whole security and like kept them secure until they could figure out what they're going to do with the with their their lives now because they need to find a way to make their own money because they've been cut off make make their Mm. own security make a new a whole life for themselves without the royal family and they came up with Archwell Productions This is so exciting to me because I love to follow um, different production companies and different, you know, like the Obamas after they were done um, with their presidency, they came up with um, their production company where they're doing documentaries and things. Mm. So Megan and Harry also have a production company and they are partnered with Netflix and Spotify. I believe they mentioned Spotify as well. Um, But I'm I'm looking at their website right now. Basically, um, Archwell Productions was created by the Duke and Duchess of Sussex to produce programming that informs, elevates, and inspires. We'll utilize the power of storytelling to embrace our shared humanity and duty to the truth through a compassionate lens. And that is so refreshing in the world right now. We need more authentic stories. I think that like the interview itself, I mean, when you're talking to Oprah, you're going to probably tell her like your whole life. Like she has a way of just pulling everything out of you uh, truthfully, you know, and really getting down and digging deep. And I think that interview was really authentic and that really makes me excited for for them. So Archwell Productions, look it up. R12 Productions. So that's your number one sizzle. And Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is also... And Tyler Perry wins the day, man! <laughs> like, until they could get themselves set up in the USA, like, Tyler Perry's like, dude, you can use my bodyguards and, you know, we'll keep you safe. Like, <laughs> like the royal that's family cool. just was like, you're off on your own, dude. That is Ouch. so cool. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. So it's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. Yeah. And look yeah. what they're doing. They're, they're and it's, got a production it's exciting going. to see. And just in the interview, one last thing about her, um, just Meghan Markle. Oh, I just, I can't say enough. Like, I'm, she's kind of makes me beam with joy because I just, I'm fangirling about her <laughs> because she was talking about how, like, as an adult, she just happened to watch um, The Little Mermaid again. And she was like, she never understood until it was like her life, like how the little mermaid fell in love with the prince and then she lost her voice and she couldn't use her voice while she was Mm. a princess. That's right. And it was like so powerful to her to like, she literally lived that because there were, you know, a lot of restrictions around what she could do, where she could be, everything. So really great. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, that's, uh, that's exciting to hear. Um, so hopefully they can start yeah. anew. So and, what's uh, your number one? My number one was WandaVision. Oh, it was WandaVision. Oh, it so was WandaVision. backwards for your number yes. two then. My number two was the Kid 90. Oh, so we, yeah. we did get through our whole list then. We awesome. did, we did. 
Because when you said your number two was WandaVision, I said, oh, that's my number one. So Okay, right. Yeah. And we, we gave all of our <laughs> praise to WandaVision. So that was amazing. Okay, so that basically is our Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon episode. Season two, episode two of Pop Culture Shock with Benjamin in Hollywood. Um, our next episode, it looks like we're going to dive into the world of Pixar. Yes, I'm so excited. I love that Pixar. should be very exciting. That's going to be our episode three. We're going to talk about and pick out maybe one or two of the older films Original. that we love. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about one or two of the, the newer, modern, in the last, I don't know, five years or so that we love mm-hmm. from Pixar. So we're excited about that. We get to jump in the world of animation. Um, and I, I absolutely love pretty much everything that Pixar does. So it's going yeah. to be hard to narrow it down um through the 20 or 30 films that they have now but that's that's exciting that's our next episode be sure to check out our facebook page pop culture shock uh be sure to vote for the uh movie love song tournament that's going on throughout uh the rest of march and april as well help us to find out what the best or the most favorite uh, movie love song is but other than that i'm ben jammin uh you can catch me at ben gavitt on twitter or ben gavitt on instagram be sure to check out our facebook page pop culture shock what about you hollywood you can find me on instagram at hollywood 801 all right so thank you very much for joining us until next time uh, have a good night it's a great night to watch a movie